Thank you for listening to the Martinis and the Macabre podcast. This show contains graphic content and explicit language. It is intended for immature adult audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Podversary. Happy Podversary! And Merry Christmas. And by the time this is going to be released, Happy Hanukkah. Uh-huh. Uh, Kwanzaa's over, I believe, in January. So keep enjoying your Kwanzaa. Enjoy your Kwanzaa. Finish it out. Have I think a fun I, time. I think I, I, think I, I think I got most of them. And for those of you that don't celebrate, um, hope you had a good end of the year. Yeah. Um. Hi there. If you're listening to this on New Year's Eve, this is our podversary. Yay! You shouldn't be listening to us. You should be out having a good time. Personally, you should stay home and listen to us, because if you're staying home and listening to us, you don't have the probability of drinking and driving or getting hit by somebody who has been drinking and driving. Yes. That is a big, rational, real-world fear of mine. Don't do that. Don't ever get behind the wheel of a car after you've been drinking. You guys hear us every couple weeks where we've been drinking and telling you some bullshit about something horrible, and we never once leave the house. No. <laughs> once the liquor and beer has cracked open, we are stuck. Keys get sit down, and yep. somebody breaks a leg or something, they're getting an ambulance, we're not fucking taking anybody anywhere. Yep. Call 911. That's what they're there for. Mm-hmm. Oh, just bring them up to the ER. No, 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 no. No. I've had six beers, and Erica's had half a fifth of crack, and we're, you you come to us. Come help us. I don't drink that much all the time. No. Just some of the time. <laughs> just a little bit of the time. Well, I like to party. <laughs> I have a good time. <laughs> I have a great Christmas memory. What's your favorite Christmas memory? Ever? Just this year. This year, the way you guys cringed every time you <laughs> opened a box is my favorite memory. We thought because it was a prank. I did not do a single prank this year, but both Billy and our son Noah thought that I did. We handled every gift as if it were a bomb. They they seriously backed away every time they lifted a flap. It was great, and I kept telling them, "No, I didn't do anything," and they thought I was lying. I wasn't. My favorite memory actually doesn't even involve our family. Of this year? Yeah. It involves our youngest niece and Elf on a Shelf. Now, (laughs) I babysat for them. This is like a day or so before Christmas. but She's adorable. She's just the cutest little thing. They all are. All of my nieces are gorgeous. And I have one handsome little nephew. I have two nephews, but one that just came out. Yeah. He still smells like... He has a new car smell. Yeah. Big old chubby cheeks. Anyway. um, (laughs) He's been sick. I know. Mm. I've been sick too, so I might sound different, or I might be sniffling, sound like I do coke. I don't. That sounds funner, but <laughs> yeah, we were going to record last night, but Billy was Ugh. a little under the weather. I feel a little better today, but anyway, for once it's Billy and not me. Yeah, my oh. time is coming. Yeah, <laughs> again, we're married, so we do exchange fluids from time yes. to time. You're going to get sick. There anyway, is an exchange. So she pulled out the elf on a shelf. Your out, niece, yes, out of the freezer. 
And I was like, why do you keep him in there? Mm-hmm. And she's um, she's tiny. She's just a little thing. She's, what, five, five six? Five, six, something like that, yeah. She said, well, that's where he sleeps. I said, why does he sleep there? And she said, well, that's North Pole. Elves sleep. Yeah, know? I was that like, made oh, sense okay. to me. Yeah. Sure, I get that. And then uh, while he's outside, she takes a cold compress and wraps him up in it. And I was like, oh, you're taking care of him. <laughs> and then she started to be like, like a husky. She started to be like, I wonder what's inside of him. And I was like, I don't want to go down that road with you right now. <laughs> and she, That's not something you want to face while you're babysitting. Yeah. I was like, hey, hey, save that for your mom. Can we not? Can we don't, man, I only got a little bit of time here. Don't do this. And she was like, can I get a knife and like cut him open? I was like, no. <laughs> and she said, what about a butter knife? I said, no, still, no. <laughs> she said, well, can I get some scissors and cut him open and see what's inside? I said, you were not cutting open the elf with scissors. And she was like, she said, there's safety scissors. I said, well, not for the fucking elf. It's a hard day for the elf. No, we're not doing that. And especially without anesthetics. <laughs> so I got, I got to my mother's house afterwards and she was like, oh, how did it go over there? I was like, oh, it was okay. Got kind of fucking dark toward the end there. Holy shit. There was all this talk about cutting up an elf on the shelf. and Yeah. I had to go. I admire her curiosity and wanting to perform an <laughs> autopsy on a doll, but... That in her mind is still living. Yeah. yeah. Pump the brakes <laughs> on that one while Uncle Billy's there. She'll keep him on ice while she does it, so it'll slow his heart rate, slow his bleeding. See, that's the thing. Like, she kept trying to talk me into it, too. Like, she... <laughs> I'd say no. With her big old dimples. Yeah, those big dimples and everything. <laughs> she'd be like, it'll be really quick. I'm like, that, no. Just, you're not... <laughs> no, this isn't happening. I don't care what you say. <laughs> That's my favorite memory from uh, this year. That's great. It was a good Christmas for us. Um, I don't know if we put out the last episode since this happened, but we did have a little bit of misfortune. Uh, somebody vandalized my car and shattered some windows, and that whole deal mm-hmm. just pisses me off. But other than that, it was a good holiday. We had a, I'm not going to say who, just to, you know. Very generous a very generous donation. patron, a very good friend of ours. Yes. Uh, donated a lot of money to us and I, I i couldn't have been it's i was just i, I was floored yeah i was, was too your donation was hugely appreciated in a time when we couldn't have needed it more yeah and congratulations you're now in our will so um <laughs> you get all this plus our debt yes no. you, <laughs> you helped greatly with our christmas i mean we would have still Made it work if we had to, but your help was so heartwarming and touching to us. We have no way to thank you. As yeah. I mean, and you just, know who you are. You yes, know who you, are. you know who you are, and you are awesome. So yes, we've done it, Snuggle Bunnies. We have made it to another year. This is where it starts to go downhill. This episode, <laughs> before Billy gets into it, this episode kicks off our. Fourth year of podcasting. We released on New Year's Eve because we just got to be in our bonnet. We were like, let's just do it tonight. And we weren't even really prepared, but we, we had were already, like, do it. We had already had a couple of drinks and stuff. And we were like, <laughs> do it I'm now. Like, we should just do it. I was like, did you download, did you download Megaphone? <laughs> let's download it. Let's crank the bitch up. At that, whew, at that time, it was Libsyn. Oh, yep. We are now with Megaphone because, I mean, the fourth season of Martinez Macabre, we never 
dreamed we'd be doing it for this long. We never dreamed we would reach over 150,000 downloads or be on a podcast network or have such amazingly awesome listeners that help support the show in so many ways. You guys, past and present, you mean the world to us. Mm -hmm. We keep doing this for you guys because you like what we're bringing to the table and you always give us this positive feedback. And it's not just about money, just it's the, the, the camaraderie yeah. and the, the friendship that we have with you guys. It's it's amazing. Yeah, and um, I just, I, I always, and you know, po- podcasts and shows and radio, they all say it all the time. But really, I do feel like this is a big family. It is. <laughs> it is. And um, that's why like other, other podcasts, they shoot for like, to be the top 10 list or to be like the one to check out in 2019 or whatever. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm happy with our little group. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with our little, our gang, our little, our little tribe. And we've had our highs and lows. I mean, we, I remember shortly after we first started, we were like the best increased number of downloads on Stitcher one week. We've been slated on different networks where they've, actually put up ads for us and so that's been rewarding but it's not as rewarding as just knowing that we're bringing you guys some laughs even if it's the most horrible circumstances yep and i i check facebook rarely and you guys give us a lot of laughs as well you do in fact i gotta show you You go ahead i gotta show you something that was sent to me or sent to us that i thought was just hilarious oh i should probably mute my phone i'm going to shut up (laughs) So, all that being said, there have been a few listeners that have dared us to cover certain cases. And one that said we should die. What? Yeah, said our our humor should be punished by, cap, oh, by, by capital punishment. True, true. Yes. We've, Sorry to let you down, bro. We, we were told, just based off of our ad, our one-minute ad, that we should die. <laughs> They didn't even take the time to listen, but we've also been accused of a lot of other things. But that's not the point. Four years in, we've been dared to do shit. Cases too horrific and gruesome and stomach-turning to discuss and still find a way to make jokes. Cases like that of the Candyman Dean Coral or the Toy Box Killer David Parker Ray. And we've said we probably never would cover those. Show me what was posted on our Facebook group. It's from Elaine. You guys Katie. need to find Elaine. Oh my god. <laughs> I love you. Would you jingle me? <laughs> I jingle me hard. <laughs> okay. You guys need to go to Martinis. Is that on That's the, the friends. Martinis the friends. and the Cob? No, it's the friends one. Okay. Friends who like Martinis and the Macabre. We also have Martinis and the Cob on Facebook. But the <laughs> friends page. Oh, some that good, is gold. That's some good stuff in there. Yeah. That is. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> but as I was saying before Billy threw that at me, this is fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> These are cases that we've said, if you guys really want us to, we will, but we probably never will. But I say nay. Nay, I say. I say yay. We accept your challenge. I don't like I'm challenge. accepting this on behalf of both of us. Thanks for that. Yep. Start doing some research and doing your own shit, Billy. Then you can decide what we cover. God, I feel like you're mad at me. I'm gonna face this head on. We shall either rise from the ashes like a glorious phoenix 
or we will crash and burn because this case is pretty bad. And I just want to point out here that Billy Snuggle Bunny Jones did not agree to any such challenge, and he's really going to have to dig deep on this one. Sorry, hun. I don't like this. So, here we go. I did research on this. I don't, After the fact. I don't like this at when all. When I already said, we're doing it. Before <laughs> we start, I'm going to be 100% serious, and I'm going to say something with 100% sincerity, is what we're about to cover, people like this, to me, are fucking monsters. Mm-hmm. Like... You know, we know that vampires are not real. Cryptids are not real. I'm still on the. I'm still. Really? I'm still on really? the fence. I'm still on the fence with Sasquatch. I don't know. What about Santa? Yeah, sure. He's real, hun. That, oh, that helps. Yay! You. But like, I would rather take a chupacabra over these guys. Yeah. I would rather take on a vampire than these to fucking me, guys. These are the scary ones. This is probably <laughs> the worst possible scenario. And case that not just that we would cover that I've ever come across. It's bad. Yeah, like while reading, it was like one of the only times where I'm reading and I'm like out loud, I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. Then I go, Jesus. Yeah, I had to put down my little rolling cage in front of me to block me from the actual story while I was typing it up. It's like, okay, let's not think about it. Let's just type words. This is rough. Okay, so um, we're going to have uh, a lot of um, a lot of palate cleansers here. Yeah, let's let's tell them what we're going to be talking about. We're kicking off season four. And sorry, with the torture and murder of Junko Furuta, probably the most brutal, depraved, disgusting, and stomach-turning case of torture that I've ever come across. And that should say a lot because we've covered the cases of Sylvia Likens, Kelly Ann Bates, and Susan and Sheila Noor. Now, mind you, the first two were mini-sodes that I did alone because we did not feel comfortable enough yet to go into something so disturbing with humor involved. Yeah, even with this, I even thought about that. I was like, maybe Erica should just tackle this one. I don't, I well, can't. and then the third one we covered but it took us 3 tries because the computer and internet gods didn't even want us to do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we'll see how this one goes. But uh now we're ready to stand on the tracks to wait and see if a train comes to plow us down in the way of hateful emails and negative iTunes reviews <laughs> cuz there's probably going to be some. Yeah, if this one's like uh this this podcast should be punished by should should have capital punishment, I'd be like, yeah, I get it. On this, this is, on this episode, like, yeah, yeah. This right. is the kind of shit we initially, like, yeah, we're going to go with full gusto and doesn't matter what it is, we're going to tackle it. And then as we grew as a podcast, we were like, oh, that's touchy. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're ballsy till the microphone turns on and you're like, eh, well, People maybe, are going to hear this. Maybe not. <laughs> All right, so enough of the chit chat. Pitter patter, let's get at her. We don't typically put a disclaimer at the beginning of our episodes because if you have looked at our podcast description, as you should do before you listen to a podcast, you know that we talk about morbid things and make jokes. It's how we deal with the horribleness of the world. But in a case like this, I feel we have to preface the episode with a major disclaimer. This is an absolutely atrocious case that is extremely, extremely graphic and cringeworthy and most likely triggering to some. So 
please use extreme discretion for this episode and definitely make sure the kids aren't around. Put yeah. in some earbuds or something. Yeah, and um, like I think we should probably say, even though you may think it's a spoiler, but um, what you're going to hear is going to involve um, rape, torture, murder, mutilation. Yeah. It's going to involve All a lot it. of things. The, so the whole shebang. Just get ready for that. All right. If you are not familiar with this case, it involves a 17-year-old Japanese girl named Junko Furuta. She was born in Misato, Saitama Prefecture. Wikipedia lists her date of birth as January 18, 1971, but multiple sources list it as being November 22nd in either 1971 or 72. What initially happened to her took place on November 25th, and many of the sources point out that it was just three days past her 17th birthday, so I'd be inclined to say her date of birth was November 22nd, 1971. But bottom line, she was a teenager in November of 1988. Whether she was 16, 17, 18, she was a teenager. She attended Yoshio Minami High School and had a part-time job in the evenings. She lived with her parents and two brothers, one older and one younger. Now, Junko had an admirer at school, a classmate named Hiroshi Miyano. Yeah, I saw a picture of her. She's actually very pretty. I'm sure she, she, I'm sure she had a lot of admirers. He had a crush on her and had asked her out several times, but each time she would tell him that she wasn't interested in getting into a relationship. Yeah, and from what I understand, she wasn't a dick about it. Like, no, she, she was, was nice about it. She was polite about it. Well, Miyano didn't care for this outcome, and Miyano happened to be a member of the Yakuza. Was is he it, a member? I is heard it Yakuza or Yakuza? Yakuza, but I also heard that he just had ties. As far as I'm aware from the research, he was a member. He was involved with the Yakuza. Okay. So my apologies if I pronounced that wrong. And they are an organized crime syndicate that originated in Japan, if you don't know. They're basically kind of like the mafia of Japan. And if you're from the States, you probably know that mafia folk don't necessarily like being told no. Yakuza, if I'm not mistaken, loosely translates into the useless ones. Hmm. It has to do something with a game, a, a board game, or, 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 I can't remember, like some game you play in Japan where, like, you know how we have Dead Man's Hand in poker? Uh-huh. It, like, to them, like, it's a Yakuza, which means it's a useless, you can't do anything with this. This hmm. is a useless thing. Okay. So. Well, Miyano didn't like being told no either, and he wanted to get back at Junko for turning him down because heaven forbid someone not be into you. Yeah. Just fucking move away and find someone else. Yeah, take it as an L. Well, Miyano and his 16-year-old friend Nobuharu Minato were wandering the streets of Misato on the evening of November 25th, 1988. Now, if I am mispronouncing any of this, I apologize. Because after we get through the initial introductions to these guys they're gonna be pieces of shit and anything else i could think of to call them yeah if our pronunciations are bothering you more than what's about to happen you should probably go see a doctor yeah buckle up now they were wandering the streets this night november 25th and they were doing this with the intention of now remember they're 18 and 16 fucking years old with the intention of robbing and raping women that was their pastime. Yeah. It just so happened that they saw Junko bicycling home after work around 8.30 p.m. 
Miano, feeling all of his rejection, ordered Minato to kick Junko off of her bike and take off. Then Miano played the whole fancy meeting, you here, are you okay, let me walk you home kind of shtick. Kind of like Knight in Shining Armor. Yeah. Oh, let me help you. Oh, you poor thing. Oh, man, that bike is messed up. I'll Mm -hmm. walk you home. Unbeknownst to Junko, Miano was actually leading her to a nearby warehouse, which is where he informed her that he was in the Yakuza. And then things get bad. So uh, let's have a little palate cleanser before we start the horrible shit. Really sorry. Okay, okay. Warming up to the music. All right. All right, nice warm spot. Nice, yeah. cozy, cozy. Yeah, you got anything funny today? Yeah. I went to my doctor and he told me that I was obese. And I was like, Ob-. I said, I want a second opinion. He said, you're fucking ugly too. <laughs> 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 nice nicely played it's like some of the only humor you're gonna get <clears throat> i'm not gonna be able to say anything funny about this episode but... yeah we, we've just we've spattered in some some palate cleansers and some jokes not gonna joke that way it's still a comedy podcast <laughs> yeah it is because this next shit is really horrible okay let me crack open another beer <laughs> let me take a drink Head off the vape let me go sit in the shower and have a good cry mm-hmm <laughs> All right, time to buckle up, Snuggle Bunnies, because it's going to get rough. In the warehouse, Miano raped Junko. He then took her to a hotel nearby and raped her again. Then he got the brilliant idea to call Minato, the guy kicked her off the bike, and two of their friends, 17-year-olds Joe Ogura and Yasushi Watanabe. That's Joe as in J-O, not J-O-E. Yeah. Joe. Not some dude named Joe. It's yeah, a, I'm not going to be like, I'm down with you, Joe. You're just fucking fuckface. Not like Joe Boxer. No. But Joe is in... Joe. 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 Joe? I don't, I don't know how to really like... Joe! Get, we sounded kind of dumb just then. Like, not Joe, but Joe. Be, uh, but they listen, always sound angry. Maybe I should say Joe! But the, the listeners are like, you just fucking said Joe. Yeah. That's his name. J-O. J-O. Joe. Joe. Ogura. O-G-U-R-A. We're giving him way too much credit. Let's <laughs> away from his name. <laughs> so he called these guys and bragged about the rapes he had just committed. This was actually in keeping with the friend's recreational activity of gang rapes. They're fucking teenagers that go out and gang rape. God, I these... used to just play Killer Instinct in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, what happened to Pogs and yeah. Magic the Gathering? Yeah, when, when I was a teenager, like... <laughs> I didn't play either one of those. <laughs> when I was a teenager, it'd be like me and my cousins would go smoke weed and play Metal Gear. I was like sitting at home, feeling the depth of hurt in Trit Reznor from Nine Inch Nails. It's like, oh, I feel it. God, you do, because you listen to that a lot. I still do. It's you still do. my fucking favorite. You still listen to You got to a bad thing to say about Nine Inch Nails? Bring it! Whoa. I'll flex Whoa. my cunt. I'll do it. She'll, oh, right now. She I'll just, do it. Yep. For some reason, somebody out there summoned the cunt and mm-hmm. nobody did anything. Yeah. So, these fucking teenagers had a history of it. That's Latin for monsters. They had actually just kidnapped and raped another girl recently and let her go. Ogura asked Miano to keep Junko so that the whole group could have a turn. So around 3 a.m., Miano took her to a park nearby where the other three were waiting. The three managed to intimidate and frighten Junko pretty easily. They told her that they knew where she lived because they found 
her address on a note in her backpack. Oh, like one of those if lost, maybe? You think yeah. One of those, like, if lost, please return to. You know. Yeah. You know, something that I think is smart for parents to do is those tags. A lot of people don't fill them out out of fear of kidnapping and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Put down the school. If lost, return to such and such elementary. Yeah. That way, you know. They can at least be identified. They can be identified. There's a record and nobody has to know where anybody lives. Yeah. That's my advice as a dad. The more you know. So, they told her that they knew where she lived. And they said that the Yakuza would kill her entire family if she tried to escape. So obviously believing them and not in a position to even try to escape from four abductors, she went with them to the house owned by Minato's parents in Adachi, where they then gang raped her. You know, I'm trying to take away from this, I'm trying to steer away from the whole gang rape thing because those are two words I hate, especially when they're together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought like how that would play out nowadays. Like We know where you live. And they're like, fuck you. And you don't know shit. But they're like, would you live on... 505 West Jiu-Jitsu Lane. It's Japan, I'm sure. It's probably. <laughs> you know, and then they're like, that person's like, oh, Jiu-Jitsu Lane. I thought, oh, fuck, they do know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you live in apartment A at the uh, Karate Apartments on Judo Lane. <laughs> karate Apartments. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like, that's, we love Japanese people. I love Japan. I love the Japanese culture. We really do. Billy was in karate. He, we have a... The utmost respect I used for to Japanese. Be, I used to be an assistant instructor. Yes, you did. Of Shorner Karate and Bushiru Jiu-Jitsu. Came in second in the country in Canada, in Canada in self-defense. And you also got knocked out by your instructor's wife. I did. Kicked right in the face. <laughs> hard. So hard. So, so hard. You know, it was a big flash of white. And then I was on the ground and I thought I was blind. You came up and you were like, waffles. <laughs> I think I've told this on the podcast before, but like, she kicked me so hard. Oh, God, right in the chin. So, so hard. hard. So hard. Like, so hard that you woke up and you didn't feel pain. Like, she hit me past headache. <laughs> Think of what boxers deal with and every time they fight. I woke up, because I did get knocked out. I woke up and I thought I was blind. But it turns out I was looking out of the ear hole of my <laughs> headgear. Because it spun your <laughs> headgear sideways. It spun my fucking helmet around. <laughs> I woke up, I'm like, oh, Jesus, what did you do? And then my instructor's like, hold on. I just adjusted it. I was like, oh, thank God. I'm not blind. Thank you. But it was cool because when that happens, technically, you win the fight. It's a technicality. You know, like if you bash somebody's face in, mm. that's that's uh, excessive mm-hmm. force, you know, so. You can't contact the face, right? No, you can't. But she was like, I'm really. I'm you should have woke up and been like, I won. I was. <laughs> I woke up. I think if I woke up and bowed and then pissed my pants. So I don't know what's happening in my body. Amy. I'm a growing boy. But she was like she was like, I'm really sorry. I was like, Me too. I'm really sorry that happened to me. She said, But you won. I was like, Yeah. I said, That kicks your butt. And she was like, Don't get too cocky. I'm, yeah. like, I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm sorry, ma'am. <laughs> Just don't do what you did before. Okay, where were we? Jiu-Jitsu Lane. Jiu-Jitsu Lane. <laughs> Bushido Drive. Yeah. They uh, went to Minato's parents' home and gang-raped her. Okay, from here on out, just a heads up, my tablet just died. So, I have no idea what's going to happen next. 
Yeah, you do. You watched it on YouTube. I, I it's watched horrible. I, but as, as a first, it's so like, horrible. What so you bad. typed and everything. <laughs> well, this home is where Junko would be kept for 44 days, as it soon became the group's regular hangout. I'm not sure what took them so long, but Junko's parents didn't contact the police to report her missing until November 27th, two days later. I don't know if it was one of those things where the police were like, you have to wait 24 hours, and because she was coming home at night and not in the morning, maybe it was like 36 hours. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's like you got to wait 48 hours, but 48 hours from when yeah. you re- No, it'd be from when you reported it. Not At for, the very earliest, they would, they it would have been know, like 36 hours. They wouldn't hours. know when she was taken. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, they knew probably from her work that she left work that night. Yeah. And that's when she disappeared. So when the kidnappers learned that her disappearance had been reported, they forced her to call home and tell her mother that she had run away and was safe with a friend. They also made her ask her mother to call off the investigation. On the flip side... Minato's explanation to his parents, because this is their home, about who the strange girl in their house was, was that Junko was the girlfriend of one of the douchebags, so she had to play the part when the adults were home. Minato eventually realized that they wouldn't turn in the group in any way because they knew of his Yakuza connection, and they feared him due to his propensity for violence. So his family knew, didn't say anything. They were that scared of their own son. You know, I wonder, like, I, I'm not an expert on organized crime by far at all, you know, at all. But I think, like, like in America, like, say this happened in America, right? And a guy said that he has connections to the mafia or La Cosa Nostra or wh- whatever you want to call it. Um, oh, La Cosa- um, Let's save somebody and go on witness protection. La Cosa Nostra means our affair. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I would like to think, like, here in America... The mob would have been like, as soon as that even got dropped, whether or not he is involved or not, as soon as that got put out, here in America, they'd be like, okay, he's now going to fucking die. Mm-hmm. Because you've we, drawn our attention. You, you, yeah, you've drawn us out. You've mentioned us. So now you're going to go, we're going to Jimmy Hoffa you, and you're going to be in a fucking buried in an onion patch. I don't know how the Yakuza would do it, but I would think the Yakuza... Is that where Hoffa is? In an onion patch? I don't know. I mean, enough time... We need to get the feds out there to search all the onion patches. I think they've searched everywhere except our backyard. They have searched the entire country. (gasps) He's here? You think? (laughs) I don't know. I keep hearing on the radio, we have to call before we dig in case there's a Mm, gas line. Yeah. So if he's out there, sorry, I'm not calling anybody. I'm fucking lazy. Hey, Hoffa. (laughs) Hey, homie. But, like, I would think the, especially the Yakuza, because they're high, it's Japanese, they're high up about honor and, and integrity and stuff. And it's like. Not these guys. And if he said, like. You oh, pretty much said they're the throwaway hand. I, I'm saying what the name means mm-hmm. is, is useless. They're, they're deplorable. The, 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 the useless ones or something like that. Horrible. But, like, if I was in, if I was, like, a boss of one of the Yakuza families, I'd be like, um, we need to kill him mm-hmm. and, and bury him somewhere. Um, and anybody who thinks that he is involved, we need to kill them too. Mm-hmm. Like we are not involved in this type of thing. Yeah, that's, that's just not me. how this went. No, not at all. Oh no. Yeah. If so, this episode would be over. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, the group dropped the ruse with Minato's parents because they realized they weren't going to turn him in and report anything, not even his own brother. So this is when the part in the story gets really bad because now they know hey we're free to do whatever we want they're not going to turn us in and they're weak ass parents only weak ass parents live on ninja turtle lane (laughs) 
Is Splinter there? Caledonga. We they eat pizza. Oh shit! Did you know when the Ninja Turtles first came out in the comic books, none of them had uh, colored bandanas at all? They all just wore white. Huh? Yeah. All right. Con- continuing on. I was I was totally into the Ninja Turtles. When I was growing up. I was too, and I got more into Ninja Turtles when I got older and looked at the comic books. The comic books are fucking dark. It's, it's, they geared it towards kids for toys. It was really all about toys and action figures, uh, but like the actual comic books, damn, they're rough. I've never seen any of them, but my cousin Chris and I did make our own. It's quite a treat. We were like 10. <laughs> I don't know if I still have it. This is my new Christmas favorite, my favorite Christmas memory is this right here. <laughs> Department D for Donatello. He had the staff, didn't he? Um, yes. Leonardo, Sword, Donatello, Bo, Raphael, Cy, uh, Michelangelo, Nunchucks. Nunchucks. We're, we, I feel like I'm doing this on, subconsciously doing this on mm-hmm. purpose. Like, you have to get away from the horror? Oh, and then beat him over the head with a shovel. I'm like, but here's the thing. Grass is green. And I like how it smells after I mow. Huh. This is where we're going to put a little break in here anyway. To have a little palate cleanser, because it's gonna get bad, 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 bad. Really bad. You got a joke, Billy? I told my friend that my grandpa died yesterday, and my friend was like, oh my god, how? And I said, he hit his thumb with a hammer. And my friend said, your grandpa can't die like that. And I said, no. But he kept screaming, and he wouldn't shut the fuck up, so we shot him. Wow. Roll that beautiful bean footage. That went dark. <laughs> All right. Moving on to even darker shit. Isn't that our thing? All right. I have a breakdown of specific things that were done at specific points in the 44-day timeline. Damn shame you have to set up a PowerPoint presentation for this shit. But it was not just the four fuck sticks that I've mentioned before that were involved. Because they invited other friends and Yakuza members over to take part in these things as well. Mm. Wasn't just the four of them. But they did most of the things I'm going to list, and they were the ones arrested for it. And here is your final warning, because this is extremely horrific stuff. Billy can attest to the fact that I try and stay away from cases that involve rape. It's a very touchy subject with me. It is with and me, I've, too. And I've, we've already gone over that hump. This, I got goosebumps. This is even worse than that. Yeah. You can skip ahead or just back out now. We won't hold it against you. And I'll think I'll slate one of our ad breaks here so you'll hear it before all of the horrible stuff that I'm going to tell you and maybe be more inclined to buy whatever it is they're selling. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, snuggle bunnies that are hanging in there. Thank you. Here goes. We're sorry. We're about it. Like to hear, here goes. <laughs> <laughs> Between days one and ten, Junko kept captive in Minato's house. 
was raped dozens of times. She was starved of food, but was forced to eat cockroaches and drink urine. It's not specified whose urine it was, but I'm betting that it was multiple times and for multiple people. Does it matter? Doesn't matter. She was forced to strip and masturbate in front of her tormentors. They burned her with cigarettes and lighters, and they would set off fireworks in her mouth, ears, and vagina. So aside from the pain of the burning fireworks and the explosions, the sounds damaged her ears severely. And they also inserted objects into her vagina and anus. Now this is post-fireworks. One of those items being a burning, hot, still-lit light bulb. I don't like this. These abuses continued through the rest of the days that she was captive, along with even more gruesome acts. But I think we should take a little palate cleanser break to regroup so we can power through the next chunk of time. So, Billy, I'm feeling the music. What do you got for us? Last week, I tried sharing a sandwich with a, with a uh, homeless person. Mm-hmm. And um, he was a fucking asshole. He told me to go find my own. I sat next to a homeless person and started eating his food. Is the joke. Oh, yeah. so you were stealing from the homeless? Yeah. What do you, what do you call a cheap circumcision? Hmm. I don't know. That's a ripoff. <laughs> nice. Thank you. <laughs> Rip that shit off. Wow. <laughs> Any more? Oh, yeah, sure. I went to the restaurant and asked the waiter how they prepare their chicken, and the waiter just gave me a blank look and said, we just tell them they're going to fucking die. Mm-hmm, <laughs> how do you mm-hmm, prepare your yeah. chicken? How do you <laughs> I would probably have that talk with him, too. It, just just let it happen. Just let it happen. Shh, let it happen. It's a bad dream. Shh. Let it and that's the sound they make when they go into the fryer. Shh. Jesus. <laughs> it tastes so good. It really does. <laughs> if you're vegan, I'm sorry. Chicken is good. <laughs> well, I tell you what. I freaked out um, our electrician by opening the door naked. Yeah, that's not something you want to do. Yeah. Couldn't tell what gave him a bigger shock, the fact that I was naked or how I got in his house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be shocking. Let's proceed. We will proceed. All right. Let's talk about days 11 through 19, December 1st through December 9th. Billy is burping his beer baby right now. He has it wrapped up in a scarf because he can't find his beer bottle cuesy. So... You're gonna, you're gonna wake him. I'm sorry. You're gonna wake him too when you rip his head off. I would never in my life. Oh, sorry. Ah! Now it's headless. Drink its blood. (laughs) 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 All right. So brace yourself, snuggle bunnies. The pieces of shit started beating on Junko. And I'll have you know that as I was typing up this outline, I accidentally typed that they sharded beating on her so i don't know where my mind went for that but <laughs> i'll take it that's kind of funny it didn't autocorrect me <laughs> it was like they sharded beating on her if, they, like, if it oh. didn't if it didn't autocorrect you how many times have you typed sharded to where it thinks that's your normal none that fucking... i'm aware of <laughs> but evidently it was okay <laughs> oh, you made your own funny in this one they sharded beating on her mm, funny no shart but i mean <laughs> 
maybe they did and it was just something that never came out in court i don't know they may have sharded on her i don't know i have a question I have an answer. And this isn't like comedy related or anything. This I don't is, have a comedy related I, answer for you. I'm wondering if, okay, so like when they just start beating on her, mm-hmm. do you think that like given everything that's happened to her would be like kind of a good thing where it's like, oh, fuck, at least they're using their fit. At least they're not, at least they're not fucking using that light bulb again. Probably at, not. At least they're not fucking using those fucking fireworks. Oh, just their fists and feet. Okay. I fuck deal with that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everything else has been so bad. I would be inclined to say no. You see what I'm getting at, though? I do. Where but knowing been... what happens after? Yeah. No. I'm not sticking up for them. I'm just I'm just wondering, like, you know where it's like, you, like, if, if you've been shot and you're bleeding and you're in so much pain and then somebody comes and punches you in the nose, you're like, well, fuck, at least I didn't get shot again. Like, I got that going for me. You know what I'm saying? Um... Not saying no, but to the extent that they beat her, no, this was worse. So, she was getting beaten daily and mercilessly. She was strung up with her hands above her head. Is this for the principle of the matter, or is this still because she still said no? Because now they're having fun, quote unquote. Jesus Christ. This is their pastime. This is what they do. They have someone... In their control, they don't have to release them, and they can do whatever they want to them. When was when was this? Nineteen eighty eight. Eighty eight, eighty nine. I don't think Pokemon came out yet. So, so she's strung up, her hands above her head, and all of this was basically them using her as a punching bag. This damaged her internal organs to the point that she regurgitated blood. Her face was held against concrete, and she was jumped on. They fucking curb stomped her. Uh, fuck's sakes, man. They laid her flat on her back and dropped dumbbells onto her abdomen. She was so malnourished at this point and injured that she couldn't even hold down water and would vomit when she tried to drink it. She tried to escape during this time, but they caught her and punished her by burning her arms with cigarettes. And that's not all. They poured flammable liquid all over her lower half of her body and then set her on fire. She was left with horrible burns all over her legs, feet, and genitals, and they also inserted some type of bottle into her anus that caused internal injuries. I'm really proud if you guys are hanging in there with yeah. this. How are you guys holding up? You want to puke yet? You want to kill the four pieces of shit that are doing this? I want to leave and get in my car, but I can't because I had a couple beers, but I, I want to leave. Want to take a break? I think we should. Because we're wanna, only about halfway through her 44 days. I want to go to Burger King. This is where we take another break. That was a quick fun. one. What do you got, Billy? The Lord said unto John, come forth and you will receive eternal life. But he came in fifth and won a toaster. Aww. Sorry about that guy. You don't need a parachute to go skydiving. No, you don't, but it's not going to save you. You need a parachute to go skydiving twice. (laughs) True. (laughs) You don't end up a pancake. Parallel lines have so much in common. It's a fucking shame they'll never meet. (sighs) That was bad. You know what's bad is last week somebody stole my mood mood ring. Mood wing? I don't know how to feel about that. Uh, You see where I went with that? Maybe you should tell them the shirt I got you for Christmas. Oh, no, no. I think it would be better if, if if we took a picture of it and put it on Facebook. You have to actually see it. 
Um, I went to um, a liquor store two days ago and I wore it. Uh huh. And actually, the manager who took over my store mm-hmm. looked at it. And he was like, "What is that?" And I oh, and I wore like a. I knew it as soon. I wear as I, saw I wear it. like a thermal vest over my stuff because it's Indiana and it gets cold. So I opened it up. I'm like, "Look!" And he looked at it and he was like, "Bear cup." I said, "No, come on." And then he he's like, "Oh." I was like, yeah, my wife got that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to have to remember to put that out on yeah, New Year's Eve. Yeah. Take a picture and put it out there. <laughs> That's funny. Maybe we'll take a picture and put it up when we post this early for the Patreon. And they can see it early, but then put it on the page on New Year's Eve. I got a joke. Do you know what my grandfather's last words were? No. You're holding that ladder, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you've killed two grandfathers, huh? Fucking judge me. <laughs> All right, we're back, and um, what's really cool is you guys can pause and do whatever you want, and you can hold off hearing about everything. What I'm going to do is I'm going to have Erica keep reading, and I'm going to go and make her a drink somewhere where I don't have to hear what's going on right now. So you're going to escape? You're uh, going to run away? I'll be back. You're not going to face it? I'll be back. With me? I did research, too. You, no, you didn't. It's horrible. Uh, yeah, it is, but... Uh, Game Tiger. Billy! Alright guys, I guess it's just me. So, we're going to go over days 20 through 29. At this point, Junko was unable to walk properly because of her severe burns. She was beat with bamboo sticks and her hands were smashed with weights, cracking her fingernails. More fireworks were inserted into her anus and lit. They beat her with golf clubs and iron rods repeatedly, inserted lit cigarettes into her vagina, and forced her to drink her own urine. They forced her to sleep outside on a balcony in the cold, mid-December weather. And this one is really strange. They took skewers of grilled chicken and inserted them into her vagina and anus, of course, causing lots of internal injuries from the pointed tip. Billy's back just in time for all the horrible shit. I would ask what I missed, but I don't want to know. It was bad. Thanks for the drink. You're welcome. I need it. We should really get cracking to sponsor our show. <laughs> yeah. We should reach out to them. Maybe don't use this episode as an example, no, but I like where you're going with it. I love you, Kraken. You're my best friend. The fuck's that supposed to? With Billy. Yay. Yay. It's like I'm with my homies. <laughs> what are you wrapping up now? My beer. Aw, new baby. New beer baby. He's wrapping it up with a scarf. Come here, you. And that's a Middle Eastern scarf, right? Um, It has a certain name. I can't remember what it's called, though. Yeah. Why pay attention to what it's called when it looks nice? It's very versatile. <laughs> yeah. It's your beer koozie. Aw. Lay down. Lay down. It's okay. It's okay. We love you. It's okay. We love you. Shut up and go to sleep. Don't shake it. I know. <laughs> that works on both. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Billy has rejoined us. We're talking about how they just inserted... Yeah, I don't. Catch me up. Skewers of grilled chicken into her vagina Jesus and Jesus Christ! Junko was desperate and tried to crawl to a telephone when the fuck faces weren't around. And FYI, Microsoft Word did not underline the word fuck faces when I typed this up. 
So fuck faces is officially a proper word. Thank you, Microsoft Word. You know, apart from a palate cleanser, somebody stole my uh, Microsoft Office. What do you mean? Oh, my God. And they're going to pay. You have my word. Oh. 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 oh I see what you did. You see what I did? Yeah, I see it. With the words? <laughs> it wasn't that good. I'm a wordster. Mm. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, she was crawling to a phone and one of the douche canoes caught her. Douche canoes. <laughs> as she was dialing. <laughs> I had to really think on, like, what could I possibly call these guys? canoe. I tried to think of a different term for every one of them. And that one just spoke to me. It was really good. Douchecanoo. canoe. Yeah. So, they caught her as she was dialing, and she was punished for this, of course. They burned her with candle flames, and then proceeded to again douse her lower body with lighter fluid and set her on fire she started having convulsions and the fire went out but the assholes thought she was faking so they set her on fire again they ended up putting out this fire when they realized she couldn't put it out herself i'm next going to cover days 30 through 43 but i think we need another break maybe it'll be a palate cleanser maybe it will be an ad narrated by someone who sounds really happy about the product and you now won't want to buy their product because of what i've just told you so sorry ad sponsors roll it all right guys you ready to push through days 30 through 43 probably not are you still with us probably not hanging in there out of all the downloads we have we probably have three yeah you guys are awesome if you're still there so here we go mind you she has continued to be beaten and raped a multitude of times throughout all of the previous days and those acts continued through this time period too you know one rape is one one rape too many and now it's at the point where it's like multiple offenders multiple times there's like lost count yeah type of you know that's why to me the actual torture was probably worse at that point than the rape because she was probably numb to it by then. That's what I was saying earlier about the, the beating. It's like, well, if you've had dumbbells used on you and a fucking hot light bulb and burning your legs and shit, what's a punch? I mean, like, when 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 they and they started punching her in the face or kicking her stomach, she's like, oh, this? Yeah, like, I'm sure in the beginning she was like, this is the worst it could ever be. And then when the other shit started, she was like... I was way no, wrong. This, this is, is the worst, worst it could be. So when it came back to the other ones, you're like, <clears throat> oh, it's just a Tuesday. Yeah. Th- that's what I was getting at. So, she also had sewing needles stabbed into her chest. The pieces of shit poured hot wax onto her face and burned her eyelids with cigarette lighters. Her left nipple was mangled and cut with a pair of pliers. Ow. Ow. She had a hot light bulb inserted into her vagina again. Again. As well as a pair of scissors. Okay. All right, let's keep, let's just keep going. Just This left her bleeding uh, heavily, and by this point, she couldn't urinate properly. By this period of time, her eardrums were severely damaged, and her brain size had been reduced. She was so horrifically injured that it was taking her over an hour to crawl down the stairs to get to the bathroom. By day 40, 
She was begging the shit stains to kill her and get her over with, quote unquote. Kind of like, just put me out of my misery. Exactly. Yeah. She spent New Year's Day alone, which I'm sure was a blessing. But by day 43, she was so injured and mutilated that she couldn't stand up and she couldn't control her bowels and bladder. Now, that's the thing. On New Year's Eve or whatever, or New Year's Day, like when she was alone, I wonder if she even realized she was. At that point, she's probably so far gone. Shock, delirium, mm-hmm. dehydration. She, you At know, least she got a break from it. Did she even know else. she had a break? I, I mean, like at this point... At this, I mean, like, I think at this point, you killed her a long time ago. And now mm-hmm. you're, like, I at this point, I think she's gone. Put she's gone. In the wound. Yeah, she's just gone. And now it's just a body going through movements. And that, that I don't mean that to sound horrible, you know. Well, by this time, her body gave off a rotting smell. Ah. Which caused the fucking ass wipes to lose interest in her sexually. Throughout this whole ordeal... That's what turned him off? Yes. Jesus. Throughout this whole ordeal, she had been raped what was estimated to be over 400 times. In 40 days. Mm-hmm. So, was it 10 times a day on average? Mm-hmm. Fuck! Because they no longer wanted to rape her due to her injuries and odor, the motherfuckers ended up kidnapping and gang raping another woman, a 19-year-old who, like Feruta was on her way home from work. Now this I didn't know about. I can't even begin to describe how much I hate these fucking monsters. So I think we should do one more palate cleanser for my own sanity before jumping into the 44th day. Her last day. So let's get a good laughing right now. Let's get some music. All right. Let's get some good vibes. Feeling it? Mm-hmm. Feeling it? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, they say, say no to drugs. Mm-hmm. But if I'm already talking to drugs, I probably already said yes a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> I love the crazed look in your eyes. Yeah. I'm looking for a new job. You are. And I recently applied to a factory that makes mirrors. Mm. I could really see myself doing that. Oh, yeah. he's dancing to it. All right. Oh, All right. We got yeah, it. We yeah. Got he's it. doing like a train motion, like, get on this. Yeah. I'm not getting on. How does Moses make coffee? He brews it. He brews it. He, br- he brews. He brews is the it. But it's also, he also brews coffee. That's how he makes coffee. He brews. The listeners get it. I could tell you don't get it. I don't like you, Billy. What did the pirate say when you turned 80 years old? I'm 80. Yeah. Oh my god. Why do cows wear bells? Fucking cuz. Cuz their horns don't work. We're going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> We're going to have like zero downloads on this episode. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. It's your fault, Billy. <laughs> oh, oh, it was me this whole time. Okay. With your horrible punny jokes. <laughs> I was in a pun contest and I did 10 and I didn't win. But I, I thought one pun in 10 did. You're making me angry now. This is what's bothering you? Yeah. This? Mm-hmm. Don't like you. I'm ready to continue. I'm genetically predisposed to diarrhea. 
You do have a lot of diarrhea. It runs in my jeans. Oh, <laughs> gross. Meaning I shit my pants. Yeah, you poop a lot. I do. I've never seen it in your pants. Please don't. All right, guys. What do you call a dog with no legs? Erica, what do you call a dog with no legs? I don't know, Billy. Nothing. He's not going to come to you. <laughs> that was pretty good. He could roll, Billy. Oh, okay. Why should you never date a tennis player? I don't know. Because love means nothing to them. Uh. <laughs> I hope there's at least one snuggle bunny out there that's like, yeah, Billy. I get have to it. listen to this shit every day, all day. All day. He's breaking me and Noah down. I'm just saying, I for one like Roman numerals. <sighs> okay. I hate you. I'm going to pump her. <laughs> You didn't even say sentence. I pepper cut you. I'm sorry. Good. All right, guys. So day forty-four, January fourth, nineteen eighty-nine. This is—is is this the day? This is the day. You know what? In a weird way, I kind of feel good. Yeah. Just. Yeah. You all in a minute. You know what I mean? Before like, that, just, no. Just like. All right. Let's. Not not saying for the sake of the episode, for the sake of her. Yeah. Whereas, like, on that day, it's like, just let's end this. So here we go, guys. Junko, who was too injured to even stand, was ordered to play a game of Mahjong with the dickwads, and she apparently won. They weren't happy with this, so they beat her with an iron barbell. And as she was bleeding profusely from her nose and mouth, they held a candle flame up to her eyes and face. Because of her bleeding and the pus coming out of her wounds, the cocksuckers covered their hands with plastic bags and taped the wrist so that they could continue to hold her down and beat her without actually having to touch her body fluids. They shoved aronamin C bottles up her anus. And what, what is that? I had to look this up. Aronamin C is a carbonated beverage in Japan. So compare any of our carbonated beverages to carbonated beverages they would have in japan in 1989 i'm thinking 1989 i'm thinking Probably like a 16 mil 20 mil i'm no, you know i'm thinking a um glass bottle of pepsi yeah. that's what's entering my head is that yeah they shoved multiple or, of these or we're going 90s clearly canadian no Same. no they i looked at images they're wide not oh, long lord there was more than one I have a question for people that were born in, and lived in the 70s who listen to this show. I'm, I'm hoping there's some of you out there. I've been on a real tear lately of watching, like, commercials from the 70s. And I saw a two liter of Sprite and I could have sworn that fucker was glass. A glass two liter? Think of the 70s. It, I don't remember they, ever hearing you or seeing. You weren't around in the 70s. But I've never heard or seen a glass two liter. We might have on a commercial that I showed you on Christmas Day. Because the way the bottles look, they looked heavier. This is way off topic, but if anybody out there knows, let me know. Let me know if I'm stupid. Like, no, we didn't have glass two liters. I could just imagine the weight of those is ridiculous. But the way the bottles were shaped, I was looking at the commercial like on YouTube. Like, I mean, there's a compilation of like 70s, 80s commercials. And one was like for a Sprite and, and We had Coke. like six packs of glass bottles, but yeah. I don't know of two liters. I don't know. It looked like glass. Okay, go ahead. All right, so these were up her ass. God damn, you really have a weird segue. Yeah, yeah. 
He went a little too light. I went a little too dark. Yeah. Let's meet in the middle. <laughs> this is the weirdest. <laughs> this is the weirdest yin yang I've ever seen in my life. So they did that, and then they took out the lighter fluid again. This time they didn't just douse her lower half. They poured it over her whole body and then lit her on fire. She tried to put the fire out, but eventually she became unresponsive and the fire burned out on its own. All of the torture she received on this final day lasted for two grueling hours. And it's a 40 what day? 44th. So we're looking at a month and a half. A month and a half. Six weeks. Okay. Wait, are you okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. The asshole pieces of shit left for a while, and when they had had enough of their entertainment and returned later that day, Junko had finally, thankfully, succumbed to her injuries. The next day, January 5th, Junko's body was placed, curled up in a 55-gallon drum, which was then filled with concrete. Around 8 o'clock that night, they dumped the drum in Koto, Tokyo. 18 days later, on January 23rd, Miyano and Ogura were arrested in relation to the gang rape of the 19-year-old that they had kidnapped back in December. This is when they lost interest in poor Jinko. Yes. Okay. While being interrogated on March 29th, now this is from January to March. Before you say anything, because I haven't read anything, I wonder if they gave it up before you might ask anything. Like, they pulled the mayor's like, I didn't have anything to do with Jinko, and they're like, what? Well, while being interrogated, one of the detectives speaking with Miyano began leading their conversation into a case involving a murdered mother and son that had taken place not long before Junko's abduction. Miyano thought the officer was referring to Junko and thought that Ogura had already confessed to their crimes. So he began spilling the beans and told the officers where Junko's body could be found. All the while, the officers were like, Who? Didn't take much for that motherfucker to crack. Yeah. Police located the drum the next day, March 30th, and had to break through the concrete to get to Junko's body. They had to use fingerprints to identify her as her face was unrecognizable. She still had Aronoman sea bottles inside of her, and she was so horribly injured in her genital region that her vagina and anus had become one opening. Are you okay? Mm -hmm. Do you want me to read? It was also discovered during her autopsy that she was in the very early stages of pregnancy when she had died. How? From the rapes. Well, no, I get that. But, like, how because of... I'm not, I'm not like, you know, if they found that out, they found that out. But I'm thinking, like, dumbbells and light bulbs and everything. Very, very small when you're in the early stages. Firecracker. Extremely small. Still, just to get... I would think, like, I don't know. I don't know. That's... Okay. That's news I mean. It was eventually discovered that 16 days into Junko's abduction and torture, the police had actually come to Minato's house. A friend of the four pieces of shit fuckfaces named Koichi Ihara, douche canoes, douche canoes, douche canoes I like exactly, douche canoes. Yeah. named Koichi Ihara, had allegedly been bullied into raping Junko. When he left the house after this, he told his brother about it. His brother told their parents, and their parents called the police. And two officers went into the Minato house and inquired about a girl being held inside. I'm going to go ahead and stop you real quick. This reminds me of something that's actually funny. It is a weekend update skit of the girl who 
every girl in like a crime. You you remember what I'm talking about? The teen and every the, the crime teen and TV every show. crime TV show. Like that's all I know. Like you don't have to ask anything. And she's like, okay, fine. Yeah, <laughs> it just spills the beans on everything. <laughs> well, the police were told that there wasn't a girl there, and offered the officers to look around. So the officers thought that the offer to search the house meant that they were obviously telling the truth. So they just took the fuck off without taking a look. They told us we could come inside and look around. So obviously they had nothing to hide. Let's go get some burgers. Now, I like burgers as much as anybody else. But the thing is, is with me. I like not letting shit go undetected. Yeah. Like, if they're like, oh, you can come in and check. Oh, good. I was going to come back with a warrant, but you just invited me in. That's yeah. like some vampire shit, too. Like, I can't come in until you invite me. If you're like, oh, I got nothing to hide. Come look. Oh, I'm going to. Now yeah. that you said that, I'm now I'm going to. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to fucking go through everything. Yep. This reminds me of the Piggy Palace Good Time Society. When police showed up and they were like, oh, nope, everything's good. How about you look? And really fucking look. If I'm not mistaken, because that's been years ago. Actually, that's it's been, been years three ago. years ago. Is that was episode eight, I believe. I believe we just spoke about burgers, and I believe I made a joke about Burger King. Did you? Whereas, like, they're like, "Oh well, nothing, nothing here." I mean, he said we could go. Like, just you want to get a Whopper? <laughs> like, like, one, one of those jokes. Yeah. You know? So uh, yeah, they took the fuck off, didn't look at anything, and if they had found Junko that day, she most likely would have recovered from her injuries could be alive today the two officers would end up being terminated due to backlash in the community as they should have been yeah when juko's mother learned of what her daughter had endured understandably she passed out and ended up having to attend outpatient psychiatric treatment my mom passed out when i got my head split open how so see the scar yeah because of the blood yeah yeah mom cannot stand the sight of blood no she can just but not, not her children. Not her children's blood. Uh, she passed out when I cracked my head on the side of the table when I was a boy. And she said, she said it was, it, it kinda, it's kind of creepy. It's kind of creepy. But she said it wasn't the blood. It was because your head was split open and you kept looking at me saying, help me, mommy. And then she said, I heard the doctor go, there she goes. <laughs> she hit the deck. <laughs> yeah. There's only been a couple times in my life where I've totally freaked the fuck out over an injury, and it's been with Noah. (laughs) When he got bit by the dog on the head, I was just like, oh my fucking God, because that was when I was in nursing school, and I didn't realize then that head bleeds a lot. It doesn't necessarily have to be a bad wound to look really bad. So dog bite on the head, I'm thinking, oh my God, he's got a skull fracture. But he didn't, thankfully. The other time... Full disclosure, um, the dog was a full-grown German Shepherd, yet the dog also had, um, I think, was neutered or something. And, and, and Noah was Noah crawling. Noah was crawling and brushed up on and his And brushed belly. up against his body. So, and I mean, and he The didn't, dog instinctively snapped. Yeah, and it wasn't like, I'm doing that to hurt him. I'm doing that to defend myself. And, Other, I, and the doctors told us he yeah. would have been much more mangled if the dog intended to yeah. hurt him. And that's one thing I give... <laughs> Your sister, who we none of us care for, but I do give her props for that because, according to her, and according she to you, beat the brakes off she the dog. came out swinging. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you know, you don't 
And, and that's, that's, that's something too, is like, I think, a, uh, I can't remember which comedian it is, but they're like about dogs. Like they, they don't do anything to babies. Mm-hmm. They, they see a baby. They know to leave the fucking baby alone. Yeah. That, and that explains why the dog snapped. And the dog and had it every other time. Yeah. The whole time they were around, he just happened to crawl up and brush against the dog's belly. Dog instinctively thought, snap, stop whatever's coming up on me. But then I can understand your sister walking into the room and seeing her nephew's head bleeding. And then the dog And it was bleeding there. bad. And so I was freaking the fuck out. But the other time was when he just crawled behind a recliner and one of the springs had poked out the back. Mm-hmm. And it caught across the side of his head. And uh, that bled quite a bit too. Or the time he fell face first onto the hearth at my mom's old house that had a fireplace and busted his nose. I was like, oh, shit. He's taking us some licks in this time. But then our second one, I'm like, oh, he'll be all right. <laughs> it's I've weird. seen this. It's, it's okay. weird on your second kid how much less it is. Like, uh, walk that shit off. You're fine. Yeah, you're fine. It's going to bleed for a little bit. Just hold it together. Put pressure on it. You're fine. <laughs> oh. Especially now that I'm a full-fledged nurse and I know what to expect. <laughs> I'm a full-fledged dad and I can tell you something. Mm-hmm. Anybody out there, Snuggle Bunnies, who is a parent and you have a little one, don't freak out. If you freak out, they freak out. Mm-hmm. They could cut their fucking arm off and if you go, oop, it's an oopsie, they'll be like, yeah. oh, it's an oopsie. But if you go, oh my God, then yeah. they'll, they'll lose and their shit. I did control myself. Inside, I was fucking freaking the fuck out. But outside, I was like, okay, we need we need to get to the hospital. There's puncture wounds. All right, we need we need to go now. Let's just get you and uh, let's yeah, just get you checked out. Yeah. Let's just get you Inside, checked out. I'm like, oh my fucking god! <laughs> you know, it's crazy. It was my older sister cut her foot open on a door. I've heard about this. Yes, and um, filleted her right. I cut it right open. A piece yeah. of skin was hanging off. Yeah, yeah. And um, my mother was pregnant with my youngest sister, and she she said it wasn't the blood. It was the blood, but <laughs> the fact that when they went to the hospital, the doctor cut that, took that flap of skin and pulled it back, cut it off uh, and threw it on the ground. And that, she said, that sound of the slap of it hitting <laughs> the ground, she said, I started to lose it. And then the doctor, she said, they thing I know the doctor was working on my sister and it looked at her and was like, put your head between your legs. And then, and my mother's like. I'm fucking pregnant. She was very pregnant. She was like, yeah. two weeks. she was like eight months. Yeah. You can't put your head between your legs if you're eight months pregnant. <laughs> and then, yeah, she got woozy and she went down. So yeah, I can see that. So I can understand the mother. Your mom's a strong woman, but when it comes to her kids, she's got a very soft heart. Yeah. So I understand Juco's mom. I mean, she should. Yeah. She, I would completely uh, be. I, I would have a heart attack and fucking die. Yeah. I, I could not imagine the loss of a child and then to hear the circumstances what she went yeah, through. Yeah, the circumstances on how they went out. We recently at work a QMA that works with us, her grandson drowned and she's been off a couple weeks and Aww. I can't imagine what she's gotta be going through. It's just been yeah. uh, awful. Awful. Alright, so Junko's mother had to get psychiatric treatment which we totally understand yeah. and support and the four cocksucking motherfucking buckets of bile were all arrested and charged with murder the court sealed their identities due to their ages now this is what pisses me off that they were sealed 
They're punishments. We'll get to that in a second. Their identities were sealed, but there was a journalist who found out who they were and decided to publish them, citing that they didn't deserve anonymity for a case this horrible. Good on them. Which I agree with. Good on them. Not exactly doxing, because they weren't releasing any other information other than who they were. But he was like, no, these fucking douche canoes need to be known to everybody. Love douche canoes. <laughs> but I like that. I like that the journalist stepped outside of their own profession. Was like, no, yeah. no, this is a fucking right. Yeah, he the world needs to know who it. these motherfuckers are. Exactly. That's good. Good on him. Somehow these fucking trash monsters were allowed to plead guilty to, quote, committing bodily injury that resulted in death. End quote. Not murder. Rather than murder, which is the most outrageous fucking thing I have ever heard. I think that they should have been charged with assault for every single time she was hit or burned or had a dumbbell dropped on yes. her. They should have been charged with rape for every single time they raped her or put something in her orifices. And they should have faced, at the bare minimum, a manslaughter charge. Yeah, what would but that to be? Me, what would that be? Like you, you got rape, and but if you, if you insert something, would, would that be sexual assault? It's considered sexual sodomy. battery, and sexual battery or sodomy. Oh wait, wait, wait. Okay, even forced to is... perform oral sex is considered sodomy. Okay, so when or if they're forcing a female to give oral sex to a male, no, that is considered sodomy as yeah. well. Oh, I know. Yeah, I got that. But I'm wondering, like, okay, so. The bottle going into the vagina Bottles, is sexual light assault. Bulbs, skewers, yes. Is sexual assault. They should have been charged for every single I, fucking time they did I got something. you. I'm asking a question. I know. I'm, I'm just, I'm still, mad. I'm still trying to ask it. So, when a bottle is in the vagina, is that sexual assault? But when it goes to the... I would the, say sexual assault, but yes. But when it goes to the butt, it's sodomy. hmm Okay. That's all I was asking. I'm sorry. I, I'm just mad about it are you okay yeah so to me based on everything that she had to endure it should have been first degree murder because they had to have known that lighting someone on fire that's too weak to even stand up would result in her death but wouldn't wouldn't first degree murder just be one charge that that covers everything would it be easier to or more punishing to be like Sexual assault, sexual battery, rape, sodomy, um, it uh, could have. torture, um, confinement. You know, but if, yeah, if, it, but if you say premeditated murder, even that covers if you, everything. Even if you don't want to do first degree, committing bodily injury that resulted in death is not acceptable mm. for 44 days of what she went through. Not at all. Exactly. I'm just trying to make sense of it. Yeah. I don't know where the fuck they were when they came up it's just, with this decision. You know, it just gets weird because you have emotion, but you also have the word of law. And then it's like, how do you... They don't... I, I know I'm looking at this from it's a different country. an American it's a different in country. the 2000 teens and not a Japanese woman in 1989. But fucking really... Really? It shouldn't matter if it's now or if it's 1989. They should have hit them with everything they fucking had. I don't care if they're 16, 17, 18. You know, I wonder. It's horrible. I wonder. Do you think... Did you think the Yakuza has something to do with that? Influencing it? Maybe? I did read that. That it is believed by many that their light sentences 
were a like result of influenced. their yes because of their relation to the yakuza yeah so miyano the 18 year old ringleader that initially kidnapped and raped junko the one that she had turned down several times the guy who says he he is or I believe the guy who was like, "Uh, she turned me down. I'm gonna get her." No, but like, um, the guy, yeah, but the guy who who they think was Yakuza, I don't think he was Yakuza. If best case scenario, he had ties to the Yakuza, meaning he had a best friend whose cousin's uncle was Yakuza, and then like he's like, "Oh, I I know a guy who knows a guy." type of shit. I don't think he was fucking Yakuza, but at the same time, we mentioned earlier that they invited the Yakuza to fucking show up. Exactly. So, I and this was back know. in eighty nine. I mean, who knows what their whole layout of the Yakuza was at that time? If that's how it is, it really lowers my opinion of the Yakuza as if there is an opinion to be had. But don't I, kill us, please. I think. <laughs> I think. I don't think the mafia would ever, ever, ever. Because I don't think they would stand for anything like the, this. The, It'd be like you're fucking yeah, dead. The mafia in America or the mafia in Italy. I think they carry themselves more as a business. Mm -hmm. They would not stand exactly. for such a thing. This is low on their totem pole. This Kaiser, is... Kaiser Soze would not stand for a fucking thing. And he's supposed to be Turkish. And he's verbal. Verbal Kent. Spoiler alert. Sorry, dude. <laughs> so, Miano, the 18-year-old ringleader, he got the strongest sentence. He received a 17-year sentence, Ugh. which he appealed. The Tokyo High Court upheld his sentence and added another three years to it. Now, a 20-year sentence in Japan is the second highest sentence after life imprisonment. There's something about that from what I watched I liked. Like, so at least they gave him more than what he had before. Where it's like, I want to appeal. Okay. And then you lose your appeal. Like, not only did you lose your appeal... We're going to tack, tack some, some shit, shit on. on. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> that wasn't even rehearsed. We just did it. <laughs> yeah, we did it. Yay. So, in an attempt to atone for her son's acts and maintain some kind of honor, because Japan's all about honor. There's nothing wrong with that. Miyano's mom sold her house and sent 50 million yen, which is about 425,000 U.S. dollars. To Junko's parents. Okay. Miano was denied parole in 2004, but was released in 2009 after doing his entire 20 years. And he was arrested for fraud in 2013, but was released due to insufficient evidence. Now the thing with the uh, the yen, 425, almost half a million dollars. Which back in back, 89, that's what I'm 90, back that's, in, that's, okay. They must have had a that, pretty nice house. I mean, that does not replace your child. By no, any stretch. It doesn't. Uh, that's and, and, and that year's money. But the fact that that yeah. family would even go to, that would never happen here in America. No. Nobody would sell their house and be like, we owe this to you because our son is a fuck up. Yeah. Which I can admire that. I like that. I like, and I make, I made jokes about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I always will. Mm -hmm. I'll karate way. I'll do it. I'll do it on the next episode and not even have anything to do with Japan. But I, I always admire their sense of honor and dignity. Exactly. And even then, even though that she's on the bullshit side, the piece of shit side, she still tried to make right. Mm -hmm. And there's, I can't fault that. All right. So 16 year old Minato, whose house Junko was held in, 
was sentenced to only four to six years. Bullshit. What was the charge? Like being an accessory? Uh, that whole bodily injury that resulted in death. But upon appeal, he got resentenced to five to nine years, which is <laughs> still not great, but it's better than it was. I like I like that. That's something. Do we do that? I like that they were I like. I wish we did. Uh, I like they were like, not Add only did you it. lose, but you wasted our you time. Lost hard. And now we're putting more shit on you. Yeah. His family members were never charged for knowing Junko was being held in the house and had to have known that she was being tortured. I mean, surely they heard her screaming. See, in America, there has to be like a civil liability. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, Junko's parents filed a civil suit against Minato's parents for their deliberate indifference to Junko's abduction and torture, which is something that the offenders at my prison often claim... Oh, it's deliberate indifference. You're just completely ignoring me. That's bullshit. This is real shit. And they won. Minato was... Wait, who won? Junko's family. Oh, okay. Good. Minato was released after serving his time and moved in with his mother. Hmm. Oh, wow. That's fucking great. 17-year-old Watanabe was originally sentenced to three to four years. Bullshit. Bullshit. But it was upgraded on appeal to five to seven years. Still not enough. It's still bullshit, but, but fuck, better. I mean, you did something. Yeah. But just he, but just not enough shit. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to put some shit on you, but just a little bit of it. But I don't blame them for that. I blame the, I blame the original court because they let them plead to this lesser charge. That's ridiculous. Yeah. He Which... Ended- Hats off to him. Like, oh, we like a lesser sentence. No, no, we're going to keep your sentence and we're going to tack on. But the thing is, is that, like, we're going to tack on four years instead of tacking on 20, which is what we would have fucking done. Yeah. Well, he ended up marrying a Romanian woman after his release. And 17-year-old Ogura, or Joe. 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 Served eight years in a juvenile prison and was released in 1999. There are claims that after his release, he boasted about what he had done to Junko. He was arrested in 2004 for assaulting and kidnapping a man that he thought was messing with his girlfriend. He beat him, put him in his truck, drove him to his mother's bar, and proceeded to beat him some more for another four hours. He threatened to kill him and told him that he'd done it before, and he knew how to get away with it. He got seven years for one day of beating a man up, almost as much time as he got for beating, raping, and torturing a girl for 44 days. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. His mother allegedly Mm. vandalized Junko's grave because Junko had ruined her son's life, you know, by being raped 400 times and having cigarettes put out all over her body and being set on fire multiple times and ending up with... One fucking hole for ass in her vagina? This is where I hope the grudge is real. Yeah. If, Get him. If anybody deserved to be a vengeful ghost, it's this poor girl. Totally makes sense, right? Because it's all Junko's fault. Do you think the mom did it because of honor? You dishonored our family type of thing. And no, that should have been her fucking son. Yo, yeah. Yeah, she's a piece of shit too. Oh, I got it. Just like her son. I'm just trying to put myself in her head. Yeah. Well, it's also been said that Agura's father's savings that was set aside for Junko's family 
was burned through by Ogura spending it on luxury items and services. Real winner there, mom. Junko's funeral was held the day after she was identified, April 2nd, over four months after she was abducted. Her part-time employer that she had been working for presented a uniform that Junko would have worn as a full-time employee to her parents, and it was placed in her casket. And all of these motherfucking pieces of scum are out and free today. Some with changed names, because we gotta protect them, right? Mm-hmm. And it pisses me the fuck off. So, let's end this with a big old palate cleanser and some funnies to mask the horror we are all feeling right now. <sighs> Yay. Good stuff, right? I feel yeah. so good. Yeah, fucking fuck faces, douche canoes, pieces of shit. God damn it. Motherfucking cocksuckers. Fuck! Tell me how you really feel. I hate them. <laughs> I do. Makes me mad. Well, I mean, what should help you is my doctor told me I have one year to live. You didn't tell me, Billy. Well, in the heat of the moment, I shot him. Judge gave me 15 years. I win. <laughs> Yay! 15 years! Did you know that Helen Keller had a dollhouse in her backyard? No. Neither did she. What? That's my best impression I can do of Helen Keller. Am I right? You're good. You guys feel me? I'm awful. One star review. You know, I was in the backyard and I was digging and I found a bag of gold coins. I was going to tell my best friend about it, but then I realized why I was digging that hole in the first place. Uh, <laughs> sad, Billy. Sad. I was going to kill him with the point. Yep. Okay. <laughs> step, 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 step. Yep. <laughs> I, I forgot, yeah. That's your favorite thing to do. Step, 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 step. That's what, that's what the character Snuggle Bunny would do. Mm, mm, not you. No. Just the character End quote. William Snuggle Bunny Jones. Yeah. The character. I'm here for you. You like my wink? I like that. <laughs> I'm in on it. He's like, I'm here for you. I understand. Okay, I want you to understand that I'm going to use my knife on this. I know. I know how you work. All right. Stab, 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 stab. And then I come in and I'm like, Dance party. Yeah. Woo. I really think we turned everything around. We did. (laughs) All right, guys, we did it. This was a story I didn't think we'd ever cover, but we stepped up to the plate, faced our fears. And we'll never do it again. We probably lost listeners. Sorry. (laughs) To those of you still listening, you get a digital high five from us because this is definitely... Not easy to hear. And a digital hug. And I'll tell you what, one Aww. one size fits all. Aww. He's a hug dealer. Hugs are contagious. Mm-hmm. You know what else is? Smiles. Oh. oh, yeah. Hopefully we still got some laughs in there and entertained you. It was a rough one. 
And I can't imagine what Junko had to go through. At least she is now resting and not in any more pain. My heart goes out to her because that was absolutely awful. It's the worst thing I've ever fucking heard. And you know, Japan believes a lot in ghosts. And I would love... She's haunting the fuck out of her. I would love her to rest in peace. But there's a part of me that's like, you know what? Be a ghost and torment these motherfuckers. Exactly. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, It's 80 song. Come and go. Come and go. Ghost. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, moving on. You know where to find us. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Martinis and the Macabre. And we also have a fan page on Facebook called Friends Who Like Martinis and the Macabre. Make sure you check out the Would You Jingle My Bells. Well, Elaine, was that it? Elaine Cuddy. Yes. yes. Check out her posts on that website because it's fucking awesome. It's one of the best ones yet. <laughs> You can also follow us on Twitter at martini underscore macabre and feel free to post whatever you like from funny to morbid and please share. That's the easiest and totally free way to help us out just by spreading the word. That means more than anything. If you want to go a step further, then please get on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and basically anywhere you can leave a rating or a review and we hope it will be a positive one. I'm sure we're going to get some one stars for this. (laughs) I get it. And don't forget, if you send us a snapshot of your review, even if it's one star, we'll do it. We will send you a sticker. And if you've already left a review but haven't sent us a pic, you can still do that and get a sticker, even if the review is old. Update that shit with binary. We love that. Yes. And if you want to go balls to the wall and financially support the show, you can make a one-time donation in the amount of your choosing via our PayPal link at the bottom of the homepage on our website, martinisandthemacabre.com. And thank you to our anonymous donor. We know who you are. You know who you are. You're fucking awesome. We love you. We love you. Or you can set up a pledge for monthly donations through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash martinisandthemacabre. Even a $1 pledge gets you access to our Patreon-only audio each month and a shout-out on the show. And for just a few dollars more, you can get some exclusive goodies. Every dollar is hugely appreciated. You guys have our undying love. And thank you to all past patrons and especially to our current patrons, Kirsten Arbalario. We love you, girl. We love you. Love with a capital L. Bender, Bonnie, Bridget, Caroline, Chelsea, Christina, Cooper, Corey, Donald, Belfast, Grace, Heather, Jennifer, Jolene, Kate, Kim, Christy, Kristen, Lady Danger, Marie Maxime, Monica, Sue, Vanessa, and Veronica. You awesome snuggle bunnies have our undying love. There's a couple of you guys, your cards were declined. So just want to let you know if you need to update something. Might want to check on that, but we also no do. pressure. We also do because we have reoccurring payments coming up, and but we had but our card Get expired. New cards. Yeah, you know it's like uh, and so. So like there's something that comes up. It's like oh your 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 website didn't renew. I'm like are we broke? And I'm like oh wait fuck yeah yeah. So there's a couple of you guys card. that you've been long time listeners. You have supported the show for a very significant amount of time. Just 
check on your records just to let you know no pressure there's no pressure it's, it's more of a heads up really because it's the new year exactly and there's stuff that is expired so i mean we're we're not saying like hey re up so you can donate to us but do that before you go grocery shopping <laughs> you know like you might want to just know you that might want, you might get declined yeah just letting you know just heads up <laughs> for any questions comments or topic suggestions for any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, shoot us an email at martinisinthemacabre at gmail.com. Yeah, because apparently we'll fucking do it. You just heard this episode. Yep. I've waited a long time. I really debated on this, and I was like, nope, we gotta do something big to kick off the fourth year. Yeah. Fourth season. We gotta do it. We gotta do it, Billy. We, we did, did it. We did it. Oh. I'll give you a high five, I guess. This about really this important thing that we've done, but it was really horrible. This was this was really great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you feel good about it, right? Not, not really. Yeah. Also on the website, you can find a bio about us, a complete episode catalog that you can binge, and all of the music created by Minimus Noah that we use at the end of each episode. And I always listen to it every day at work while I'm charting because it's wonderful. And keep listening because there will be a new one at the end of this episode. That about wraps it up. Once again, thanks so much for listening. We hope you had a wonderful holiday and that you're having a safe New Year's Eve if you are listening to this on the release day. Happy anniversary! And we hope your tummies aren't churning after hearing all of this. Here's to year four of Martinis and the Macabre. Stay safe, snuggle bunnies, and we'll see you in two weeks Bye-bye. in the new year. Bye-bye.
Only weak ass parents live on Ninja Turtle Lane. <laughs> Is Splinter there? Calabunga. We they eat pizza. Oh shit. <laughs>